Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Today I want to talk about a really important subject. And I say that sometimes all of my subjects are important, but today, you know, kind of close to my heart. I'm, I was discussing with somebody that invited me to speak at their church. And I like to talk about attachment and our relationship with God on a Saturday. Um, I, if you've not listened to the podcast, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I, you know, at the beginning I said this was going to be um, sometimes from a Christian perspective. And for the first couple of weeks, I shared how my relationship with God moved from complex to connected. And I invite you to go and listen to those. I think it's the first, maybe the first three Saturdays I shared how my relationship with God moved from complex to connected. And what was that journey like? And some of the early influences of my relationship and what is it like now and how did it get here? So this is something I'm passionate about. This is something that is really important to me. It's really important to me for many reasons. One of them is I have children and I, I wanted my children to be able to hear and to choose, make decisions based on their own experience, not because I told them what to feel or told them what to experience. I, I needed them to have their own experience with God so that they can have their own connection, their own deep connection with, with him. That was meaningful to them. And it was a relationship that had nothing to do with me and, and, and their, da- their dad. And, you know, that's, a, that's, an, that's ongoing work, but, but that's our desire, right? So when they're making choices, they're making choices in the right way. But I also know my responsibility in all of that, that I can't say one thing and then be another. I have to be consistent. If I'm telling them that God is love, then I need to be love. I need to be kind and compassionate and and caring and gentle and all the things I'm telling them I need to be. And one of the things I I never want to do is to be in church speaking. And my children are looking at me thinking, what a hypocrite. They need to look at me knowing that whatever I speak there is, is, um, is, is resonates with what I speak at home, with how I am at home, that I'm never going to be something else out there to other people and at home, I'm somebody completely different because I know that sends a wrong message to, to my children. I know that give them two perspectives, two views. And I never want, I wanted to be one person at home and the same person out. Right. So that takes work. That takes a lot of knowing of self. That takes a lot of honesty with self. It takes sometimes a painful path of learning and understanding and growing and healing and recognizing where there's a edge that I might have that is my showing up in a way that is destructive and harmful and go do the work of fixing it. And when it's reflected to me to not take offense, but to see it as an opportunity to grow. Not always comfortable, but growth isn't comfortable, but the results of growth is beautiful and amazing. So I desire the, the fruits of growth always desire the fruit of growth. And I want my children to be able to see that as a model and use it. It's not a model that I'm familiar with. It's a model that I'm creating from different pieces, different mentors, different coaches, different books, different people who didn't even know that they were mentoring me, but they were. (laughs) So that's saying, I'm invited to go speak. And the the briefing was um, how harsh the older people are to the young people. And as I'm thinking through what I'm going to be speaking about, and I'm coming from an attachment perspective in everything I do for this quarter, in, in the speaking um, engagements that I accept and 
the angle that I take to the topics that, you know, is asked of me and, and just the, the podcasts and the videos and the workshops that I'm doing is all around attachment this quarter. So as I, as I think about that and think about what was said between the relationship between the adults and the younger people, and I realized that there's such a, there's a, a vast, uh, there's a gap that needs to be filled when we're asking things of our young people, we can't ask them things that we're not prepared to do ourselves. We have to be congruent. We have to be honest. We have to reflect honestly the thing that we are demanding of them. We shouldn't even be demanding things, but we, if we want them to live at a certain standard, we need to live that standard first because values are learned, not taught. So we can't tell them what to do and who to be. We have to live what we want them to be. And I, and I don't know how to express that any clearer because it's so important. Because when you see your child, sometimes I see myself doing things that my mother did that I purposed that I wasn't going to do. Sometimes I didn't even know I was going to do it. For example, my mother is an amazing cook and I'm an amazing cook. I don't always like to do it these days, but my favorite place is the kitchen. I saw my grandmother did it and I saw my mother did it and I love their food. And I didn't know that I was making a decision to love food too and to want to prepare it in the ways that I see them do it. But I see myself doing that. One of the things that we didn't like when we were growing up with mommy, when we come home from school and we're hungry, we wanted to have dinner. We wanted to eat straight away and she'd be cooking. And sometimes mommy is very clean in our kitchen and she'd clean up and if anything ball over on the stove, she'd turn it off and she'd clean up and we're watching on frustrated. I remember being so upset and annoyed because I just wanted her to be finished so I could have, so I could eat. <laughs> but now I'm doing it. And I, I hated when she did it and I find myself doing it. Like, I'm like, let's stop and let's clean up and let's, and I teach my children part of cooking is cleaning up. You know, you need to serve from a clean kitchen. Now she didn't tell me this but I saw her do it. And even though it, it annoyed me because it wasn't meeting, I felt a temporary need straight away, I am doing the same thing. And I caught myself in the middle going, oh, I'm doing it. But then I realized it's not a bad thing. So I'm sharing that to say, if you're an adult listening to this and you're telling young people something, be prepared to live what you're telling them. If you're saying to a young person, honesty is is good, be a person of integrity, then you need to be honest and be a person of integrity. So you can't lie to them or ask them to lie on your behalf. You have to show up and it's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. Like when my son did something at church and I had to take him to the person and I said, you're going to need to apologize because this is the, you know, and I check in with him. How are you feeling? What's going on? We went together, he apologized, and we did the debrief after. How was that for you? What did it feel like? But we wanted to lead him to be honest. And it's not always comfortable. So when he sees us go through the discomfort of honesty, then he knows that that's a path that is well-worn. We've walked it before. He can walk it too. Not always an easy thing to do because life isn't neat and we have challenges and struggles but if we want to have somewhere for our children to connect, if we want to be a secure place for our children, consistency builds trust. 
So it's consistency in honesty. It's consistency in living in a way that we want them to live. We can't use language that we're telling them that they can't use. We have to mirror and model what security looks like, what safety looks like, because what we're doing is giving them a model that they're taking with them throughout the world. When we, when, and this is not just for the home, this is for church. And I started out with church in the beginning because at church, sometimes adults can be very harsh with young people, can want to tell you how to live your life when everybody knows that it's hypocrisy, that you're not living what you're telling the young people to live. So if you want to tell those young people anything, be it and they'll see it because young people are honest and they're drawn to authenticity. But you can't be a hypocrite. You can't say one thing and live another and they know that you're living it. But you come to church and you're telling them to be it. You have to be one. You, you have to be what you say. And they know that you are a person. You, are, you expect high standards from them. You expect them to be something, but you are prepared to do the same thing. If you want to be an attachment figure, if you want to be a secure place, if you want to be somewhere that the young people can connect, you have to be honest in your doing of it. Now, life isn't neat. We're going to get things wrong. When you get it wrong, part, part of the honesty is to put your hand up and say, I got that wrong. I didn't do that right. But here is an example of how you can do it differently. Don't follow my example in this. I've, I did it and the consequences were this. I'm still reaping the consequences. I'm learning how to change and grow through it. But I don't want you to do, follow my path and to reap the consequences and the results that I did. So as I'm growing and changing, I'm telling you where some of the potholes are. Please don't walk my path, you know? So they benefit from your experience. But, but largely, we have to model what we want them to be. And in that authentic space, in that authentic living, we can be a safe place for our children, for our young people to connect. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.